Welcome, everybody, to the Red Zone Report here. I am your host, Izzy, right here on the Built in Buffalo Network. Uh, yeah, it's been a week of training camp now, and I'm here to discuss all of that, right? And, you know, who's doing really well, who's not doing so great. You know, it, it's been a really interesting week already. Um, I wouldn't say we have all the answers that we're looking for as fans uh, to, you know, all the burning questions that we would have about the team and, and what we um, – what we expect. Uh, some things that have happened have been unexpected. Some things that have happened are, uh, you know, expected. You know, some of us really thought that certain players would be better. Some of us thought they'd be worse. Some, you know, some thoughts from you guys, of course, because you guys know the Red Zone Report is an interactive show. I like to go ahead and dive into not just what I think, but what you think. And I like to try and break down if you change my mind on something or if I change yours on something. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot to go over. Um, are we going to get through everything? No, we're not. But we're going to get through some of the highlights. Um, not that I'm going to be showing videos of anything like that, but uh, basically just discussing all the things that we've heard about, you know, the players from the media because, you know, we can't really go ourselves and, well, we can, but we can't really go and, you know, take videos and put them online. You know, it, it kind of gets shut down. A lot of the times that, you know, these guys like uh, – the NY Up guys and Sal Capaccio and all, a lot of those guys, a lot of those guys, you know, can't show or say a lot of things. But there's some things that we see from some fans who post videos online that um, they kind of displace our lack of knowledge that the team wants to have. Like the team doesn't want everybody knowing everything, right? But, you know, they can't control the fans. So when the fans are in there and they take a video of, you know, a battle, so to speak. It's going to get out there, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get into it. And I just want to acknowledge some of the guys in the comments. We've already got, you know, a decent amount of watchers right now. Uh, we have, you know, Jessica Tennis in here. As usual, Miss Jessica, how are you today? She says hello to all. I, too, say hello to all, including Miss Jessica. My, my friend FGH, good friend of mine from Canada. Hey, brother, good to have you back. Respect for you and go Bills. Daniel Garis, go Bills. You know, I don't know if you're just saying it or if you're replying to FGH because he said it. You know, it's kind of a kind of an endearment. You know, you say see somebody with the Bills hat on, especially where I live. I live in North Carolina. So if you see somebody with the Bills hat on, you're going to hear go Bills or something along those lines. So uh, go Bills. Uh, then Lone Wolf, question off the rip. KRPR battle still going on. Yes, it is. Uh, there's a lot of battles going on, and we're going to be going over some of these battles. And some of them are pretty interesting. Uh, and some people seem to be running away with some jobs already. So, yeah, we'll get into that. We're definitely going to get into some of that. I I really like that. Uh, but, yeah, man, this thing, um, this thing is going to be really interesting. And I would like to open up the show talking about the rookies. Right? Hang on. That, that color is not, that is not it. That is not it right there. What is going on with this? My color is it red or blue? We'll go blue to contrast my uh, frame. And there's enough blue in the background in my hat and everything, but forget that. Let's go. All right. So we got another comment real quick. It says, uh, where in North Carolina? I'm near Raleigh. I'm near Raleigh, too. I'm about, I'm about an hour south of Raleigh, closer to Fayetteville. Uh, I'm in Cameron, which is between... Sanford, Spring Lake, and Carthage. So that's that's where I'm at. Uh, also, Vass and Spout Springs. I'm in that area. 
uh, close to Fort Bragg, or what I, where I got out of the military service. Uh, so when I got out, me and the wife decided to stay here. Uh, kids had friends and school and, you know, we just moved into a pretty good neighborhood called Lexington Plantation in Cameron. And it's, it's actually a growing area. My property value's gone up quite a bit. So go Izzy. There we go. Yeah. 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 There we go. So she asked, uh, where in NC? She said, Vietnam. Yeah. That's what they call it, man. They call it Vietnam. That's why I don't live in Vietnam. I live in Cameron. Uh, the wife was looking at houses in Vietnam when we bought the house and I was like, we're not, we're not moving there. We're not doing that. We're going to go ahead and, uh, we're either go to Hope County, which is just South of Vietnam, or we're going to go to Harnett County, which is just North of Vietnam, both with good tax rates. So that's what we did. Hello, Penny. Welcome to the show. My man, Mr. Diggs. Izzy, let's go. Hey, man, that's what, that's what we're about to do. We're about to get into it. it says, how's Elam doing? Uh, yeah, we're going to get into that too. Um, we'll say I'm happy about it. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll say that for now. But the rookies, uh, you just asked about Kair Elam, so we'll get into that. Uh, Kair Elam is doing well. Uh, he's aggressive. He is tough. He is sticky. He is causing fits for Stefan Diggs at times. Uh, he's not, you know, dominating Diggs or anything like that, and, but, but he's not being dominated by Diggs either. So, yeah, I, I'm actually happy to see what Kair Elam's doing. Now, is he getting beat sometimes? Yeah, it's Stefan freaking Diggs. Of course he's getting beat sometimes. Uh, but they did have a little, not a, I wouldn't say a fight or a dust up or anything like that, but there, were, there was a couple plays where Elam had Diggs frustrated and Diggs got in his face. You know, they had to be separated, but there was no, like, pushing or shoving. It was just, you know, like, face-to-face kind of thing. And that, that's good. That's a good thing. You want some fire in there. And that was before the pads came on. That was just raw, you know, coverage skill versus route running skill. And we all know that Elam is a man-to-man press coverage kind of guy, which was a shock to some people that we drafted him because we usually run a zone scheme. But I think we can attribute some of that zone scheme to the players that we had. We had last year Trey White, who's a exemplary zone corner, but he's pretty good at man. Uh, usually, if you're playing man, he's not press man though. He's he's an off he's an off the ball receiver or corner, right? So he, he's usually back five to fifteen yards, depending on who he's playing against. Uh, Kair Elam is an in-your-face, hit you at the line and pr- disrupt your route at the beginning of it. That's that's what he does. So Elam is going in there, guns blazing, balls out, let's go. We're going to go and we're going to fight for this. This is going to be a fight to you or I catch this ball or I smack it down, one of the two. Or you smack it down because I'm about to pick it. Elam is a fighter and I love it. That's what we need, right? The other guys we had, Le- Levi Wallace, a good corner. I've said it since always. Levi Wallace is a good corner. He's technically sound. He's proficient in his tasks, but he's not fast. He's just not. If you beat him, you beat him. Uh, thing is, it was hard to beat Levi Wallace. So I, I got to give him his respect where it's due. Uh, unless you're Tyreek Hill, it wasn't easy to beat Levi Wallace. He just was good. Now, did he get beat other times? Yeah, he got beat by. Uh, Aguilar to playoff game, but you know Hyde saved his butt. But overall, Levi Wallace is a solid corner, good CB two. But what Kair Elam is showing us, I got another comment here, Ronnie Brees. Hey, uh, it's all good, baby. That's what it is. It's all good. So temper, temper, temper from Lone Wolf. Yes, sir. Temper, temper, temper is is real. The, the the tempers were flaring a little bit, and I like it. I like it. And and oop, there we go. And we need an athletic upgrade from Wallace. And athletically, yes, he is an upgrade from Wallace. 
Uh, in zone coverage, he may not be an upgrade. In man coverage, he's definitely an upgrade. In press coverage, he's definitely an upgrade. And in the ability to keep up with faster wide receivers, he's an upgrade. So I'd say in more cases than not, he is an upgrade over Levi. It's still early to see because every time we brought somebody in to compete with Levi, Levi would smoke him. Just, they couldn't beat him. right? But if you look at the end of the season, we had Levi and Dane Jackson in there. And those two benefit from zone coverage because why? They're not so fast. Right? So they're not going to keep up with the receivers so much. So you have them cover a chunk of field. And then you allow, you know, the scheme to kind of dictate who covers who and where. With Elam, you can actually run a hybrid zone man coverage scheme. And he may overtake Trey White as the number one corner on this team before his rookie contract is up. That's a reality we got to deal with here. Like we, we, love, we all love Tredavious White. Man right here. I got his jersey on the couch, right? But if Kair Elam progresses the way he should based on his – natural abilities and his work ethic and his student, uh, tutelage off the field with his father and his uncle, Kyrie Elam should be a beast for the Bills. And that is that is no joke. I really like what he's been doing. Let me see. I heard Diggs mentioned uh, through Matt Perino that Elam was holding and Diggs uh, straight mentioned we need good reps in camp. Yeah. Uh, and if that's the case and he was he was mad at him for that, I did hear that too. Uh, but I don't know how accurate that was. I mean, it could have been a, hey, man, we got to get good reps out here kind of deal. But still got heated. And it was still nice. And no cold, no holding was called on the play. And Printer did say that he thought that in an actual game it might have been called. So we'll see. We've seen some of those penalties get called and some that were ridiculous. And we've seen games like last year when we played Tampa where Carlton Davis III was, you know, stretching Diggs' jersey out like pizza cheese and nothing got called. So, yeah. And Jessica Tennis with a good comment here. You can be taught zone. Not speed and size. That's a fact. Uh, Levi had size, though. Levi was six foot, six foot one. So he wasn't small. He just wasn't fast. And he wasn't that quick. But you can't teach the speed and, you know, just the natural ability that is. And the work ethic for both those guys, for Levi Wallace and for Kair Elam. Mwah, I love it. Kair Elam, it's important to him. And that's what you want out of your players. You want this game to be important to them you want them to be study freaks you want them to be in the playbook you want them to you know do what he does when he writes down the the failures of his team himself and what the other opposing team did to expose that that's what you want and he looks good lone wolf's agreeing with jessica i i am too i'm, I'm with her on that so i wish i had size moving on preach there we go all right so uh yeah kair elam looks excellent looks excellent um does have to work on the handsiness, but outside of that, hey, progress will will continue. You can always teach the things that he's struggling with, and that'll that that'll come with time. But James Cook has also looked pretty solid in practice. Nice soft hands catching out of the backfield. Hats making me itch a little bit. I haven't worn this one too much lately because this one is the one I got signed by Paul Pozlesny. Check it out. I actually got two of them signed by Paul. My brother was wearing one, and I was wearing one. And Ugh, Come on now. Close enough. Don't care. All right. But, uh, yeah, the, the the rookie at corner, Kyrie Elam, has been solid. So let's go. Let's go, let's go, let's go. 
Um, next guy on this, James Cook. We were talking about him and looked good out the backfield. Had some solid runs. Um, hasn't been perfect. He's not that great a pass blocker. Um, that can be taught, but he's not that big. But he's looked good. He's made some good plays, catching the ball out the backfield with Josh Allen. Uh, some nice downfield receptions, and he's doing what we thought he would do. Right? He's, he's, he's here to do what we thought he would do. Um, they said that they've been running some Texas routes. I, I definitely heard that on one of the uh, the media shows and read that. I believe it was Joe Marino who was talking about that. So Texas routes are, are you know, a route where you come out the backfield, and it's basically like a post or a corner route, except you're kind of going towards the post, and then you hit to the corner, or you're coming from the – going towards the corner and then cutting towards the post. It's just the route where you kind of break in or out at a, at a 90-degree angle coming out the backfield. So uh, I like what uh, James Cook's been doing. Uh, not a lot of, you know, talk about him, really, because, you know, we're not that much of a running team. But in the past game, he's been effective. Uh, our third-round pick, Terrell Bernard. I'm looking at some of your comments here. You guys are jumping around just a little bit. Uh FGH says Shakir has been called a guy who's making plays. Yes, he has. Uh, we'll get through these comments and then we'll get to Terrell Bernard. So I'm curious how Cook is doing as a runner instead of keeping us keeping up with the status quo as a receiver. Um, from what I've read, the running game hasn't been that great, but there was a nice play from Devin Singletary in the first day of pads where he ran behind a offensive lineman who we'll talk about later. And that was the best run of camp so far. So, uh, that could be part of another segment that I'm doing on this show uh, called Redemption Stories. So we'll see. And it says, hoping for some solid contributions from these rookies. Yeah, exactly. Um, even if it's special teams, which is where Terrell Bernard looks to make his biggest contribution because he's got Matt Milano, he's got uh, freaking Tremaine Edmonds, and really uh, freaking the other linebacker who's been here for a while, Terrell Dodson. He's been looking good in camp, and yesterday he had an interception. Was it yesterday? First day eight pads. He had an interception. You know, he was going up against a big target, and he went up there and got it. Mirrored him the whole play and took the ball away. So, yeah, uh, I'm really happy with what uh, Terrell Dodson's looked like, and that may you know relegate Terrell more to a specific spot where he's going to back up strictly Milano because they're similar in size versus taking any reps you know, from Tremaine Edmonds or being the third linebacker on the field. He may strictly be a, a backup in that in that case because Terrell Bernard or Tyrell Dotson looks good, looks really good. Uh, but Terrell Bernard, he has got special teams ability. He's got defense ability. He's good uh, blitzing, not not a bad rusher. So I got high hopes for Terrell Bernard. See, uh, they stated he has great vision. Cook, yes, uh, that's Miss T Estelle right there. Uh, not your average podcast, part of the Built in Buffalo Network. Make sure you check out Miss T. Uh, her podcast drops weekly, so you know you jump on our podcast page and you'll see all of her stuff. Uh, she's also in the fantasy football league for the Bills and Buffalo team. Let's go! Uh, that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, we, ten, 10 of our guys, you know, are having a fantasy football league, and I'm in charge of it. So here we go. We're drafting uh, at the end of the month, and we'll see what's going on. Uh, so the offensive line has not been great so far. That's true, and I actually took some notes. See, doodles, Van Wilder style. Um, and, yeah, four of the five starters weren't even on the field first day of practice. So, yeah, the offensive line doesn't look great because it's all the backups. You know, Roger Saffold's out. Deion Dawkins is, is somewhere with a personal issue. And I, I, I hope it's not his mother, you know, because, you know, that, that's, that's hard to deal with. 
Now, I don't know what I would do if something happened to my mom. Hopefully no one's sick or he hasn't had anybody pass away in his family or anything like that. Um, but I'm really hoping it's not his mother. I've met his mother and she is super nice. Uh, she even took a picture with me. I'll see if I can find it. But Mrs. Docs, Mama Docs, as her jersey says, when I met her in New Jersey, is one of the sweetest ladies I've ever met. I met her and Mrs. Diggs, and they are awesome. I met Mrs. Diggs after the game, and I met uh, Miss Dawkins before the game. Let me see if I can find the pictures. I know I can find the pictures. They're on my phone somewhere. But Dion, Dion's been out. Roger Saffold's been out with the injury. Uh, Spencer Brown's been out with an injury. But he's been on the sideline practicing, doing individual drills. He has not been doing anything team-related. And, you know, that that's better than not being on the field at all. You know, like Roger Saffold, who has the crack ribs from a non-football injury. Uh, he had a car accident. Uh, I, I hope that he, you know, comes along just fine and is ready for week one. I hope they all are. Uh, there we go. There's the Jets game I went to. Uh, but Mama Docs, shout out to her. She's awesome. Uh See, an, un, an unnamed O-lineman for a redemption story. I wonder who that could be. Yeah, yeah, man. You know who it could be. You all know. I'm just going to say, because I have, a, I have a section for the show, and I don't want to give anything away, but uh, Spencer Brown's been out. Uh, freaking uh, Ryan Bates has been out. So you, we've seen a lot of uh, Questenberry at right tackle and at left guard. Weird. We've seen Tommy Doyle in at guard and at left tackle. Uh, we've seen Greg Mance in at left guard. The only starter that's been out there is Mitch Morse. Mitch Morse is the only guy. We've seen a lot of Bobby Hart. Uh, I guess first day of padded practice, he had some really good one-on-ones. But in team practice, he's been getting abused by some guys. So, yeah, it, it is what it is. We'll see. See, uh, Bernard's pretty good in coverage. Yes, he is. Uh, they say Bernard is pretty fast. He is pretty fast. He is pretty fast indeed. Uh, he's a smaller linebacker, and he's he's – Quite a bit faster than Matt Milano. Uh, not quite as fast as Tremaine Edmonds. I believe he ran a 4-4, 4-4-3. So, yeah, he's, he's pretty fast. Said offensive line's been crazy injured. Yep. Uh, Jessica says car wreck. Yep. Said I'm sure we're going to see a lot of Cody Ford come to preseason games. I agree. I agree. We'll see. Uh, pray for Deion Dawkins, Micah Hyde. So, Micah Hyde, he seems to be fine. He's just got to deal with the, you know, minor injury. He's out. For you know, a couple of days in practice, maybe a week. Uh, hopefully, he's back for the red versus blue game next Friday. I'm hoping for that. Facebook user, I don't remember who you said you were last week, but you're back. I'm glad to have you again. But uh, uh, Josh Hoster, okay, I'm guessing that's you're telling me your name. What's yeah, it sounds familiar. It's a nice hat. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. My wife, she does all the purchases for all my Bills gear. She bought the shirt, the hat, the jerseys, all these flags. The Bill stuff on the couch, uh, the McCoy jersey. Uh, she didn't get me the, the signed Edmonds jersey up here, over here. There it goes. Hard to do on camera. Controls are reversed. Um, she she actually framed it herself. That's why it looks a little lopsided because it started to sink in the frame. We'll have to reframe it, but no big deal. Uh, that was actually a gift from Nate Geary. Uh, he, uh, he advertised for us one time, and the reward was he sent us a signed jersey. So there we go. And that was on the Bills Mafia International page on Facebook. Uh, Mitch Morse is Mitch Morse the, the, cons, the most consistent O-lineman on the team, even though I think fans generally think of him as injury-prone. He hasn't been hurt in two years. Like, he had, I think, one injury, minor injury in 2019. But 2020, he, or 2020, 
2020, I mean, in 2021, he wasn't hurt at all. So, yeah. Bobby the Matador Hart. <laughs> all right. So, I love the reference. Um, I just want you to know, in Spanish, the word matador means killer. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> directly translates to killer. Fast, but not but no Milano. That's true. Look, there are plenty of guys who are faster than Matt Milano, but not as good as Matt Milano. And that's what it is. You can be faster, stronger, but if your instincts aren't there, you're not, you're not, you're just not better than the guy. There are guys who are faster than Levi Wallace, and he was better than them. That's why they didn't take his job. So the backup O-line has been getting lots of work, and that's a good thing, right? Because now with all the work that they're getting, you're gonna see guys, you know, guys are gonna guys are gonna get the reps. And a lot of them are, are, are veterans from other teams that have seen plenty of reps. So, yeah, that's good. So, yeah, sup with Dion? Love it. Hey, uh, we don't know, and I'm just I'm just hoping that it's nothing too crazy um, or anything that's going to hit too close to home for him. Again, I, I've met his mom, and she's a sweetheart. So I hope it's nothing with her. And, you know, if she's dealing with it too, it probably is, If you know, because it's, it's his mom anyway. You know, so anything that affects him is probably going to affect her because she, he's her son. So, you know, God bless the Dawkins family. Um praying for them and that's that's what that with that so we're back on to the rookies uh Terrell Bernard we covered him uh Khalil Shakir Khalil Shakir has been described as a natural right Khalil Shakir has been a natural he catches the ball very naturally with his hands not with his body he's good at stretching out for it uh he has been making some decent plays in practice he hasn't been making any big splash plays or anything like that but he's been dependable and that's what you want and he's an inside-outside guy, right? So he can play slot and outside, which throws some re- weird receiver dynamics that we'll talk about a little later. Uh, Matt Perino talked about him in his show, and I kind of agreed with him, so I'll bring up some of the points he mentioned and kind of give my spin on it. But Khalil Shakir may make some people obsolete. Khalil Shakir's been doing his thing, and he's fast. We're in 4 4 which is the same speed as McKenzie. He's bigger than McKenzie. He's 6'2". And right around 200 pounds. Khalil Shakir is, you know, progressing. He's, he, does he need time? Absolutely he needs time. Uh, will he see some snaps? Yes, he'll see some snaps. He's going to make his team? Yeah. Yeah, he is. But the way they're talking about him, he's not He's not going to be on practice squad. Khalil Shakir is going to make this team. Uh, he's one of the, I'll say, four guys now who are guaranteed a spot on this roster that I'll mention. And, it's, you know, it's Diggs, McKenzie, Davis, and Shakir. Those are the four guarantees at wide receiver. So we'll see. Uh, what goes on with that? Kalusha here, no complaints there. Uh, Luke Tenuta. Luke Tenuta has looked solid, right? He's not that athletic. He is a big-ass dude. Luke Tenuta is a big mound of a man, right? He is rotund. But Luke Tenuta has been out there, and his technique is showing uh, when I first did the, the the position breakdowns and I did the offensive line and I mentioned to him, I said that he's more of a guy who's going to win on technique, like Levi Wallace at his position, not athleticism. So um, Luke Tenuta's have been out there, and he's been having some good work against Shaq Lawson and Boogie, and he's, he's been doing some solid work. He's also given up some plays against those guys, but he's a rookie sixth-round pick, so he's probably going to find himself on the practice squad. Uh, unless they see a way to fit him on that main roster, maybe if Ike Bakker is not going to be around or if he's going to miss the year, well, we don't know. But Luke Chinuda has been putting in solid work, 
And then we have uh, I gotta look at our I gotta look at our rookie list because I'm brain farting on this. So brain farting on this. Ah, um, Christian Bernard. Christian Bernard has a. Uh, he's been okay. He's 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 not been really doing too much. You know, Christian Bernard is a. Uh, he's not ready. We'll say that he's not ready. He looks solid. I'll get to that. I'm saving it because I know everybody wants it. So I, I know I got you, Daniel. You know, you know what I'm doing, Daniel. Daniel, you know what I'm doing. Uh, the key word is the second word in that sentence, Mr. Lone, uh, and he is not. So, no, he a healthy Crowder uh, would be a guarantee if he was out there to compete for the job, but Isaiah McKenzie is running away with it, and he's doing excellent. Isaiah McKenzie's out there like a bat out of hell. Like He's like, no, 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 no. I've been here for, for, for four years with Josh Allen, been here since he was drafted. This is my freaking job. Isaiah McKenzie is not giving up the reins on that job. That's his job, and he's 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 earning it. He's not just out there, you know, lollygagging around. He's putting in work. No. And then you have Shakir, who's also a slot guy. So that's two guys from the slot, right? Then you got Davis, who also can play in the slot. You got Diggs, who can play in the slot. Both those guys are probably going to be outside guys this year. But you've got four dudes who can play in the slot if you absolutely needed it to. And then you got Crowder, who can't stay healthy. Who I I love Crowder's game. If he can stay healthy, then sure. But his money ain't, ain't ain't big. Like they're not paying him big big dough. You know, he's not even making what OJ Howard's making. We could stash him on the practice squad, possibly. You know, so he can get healthy. But no, I don't think he's a guarantee at this point. It's a great draft we had. Yeah, look, when you have a bunch of guys that literally going to be hits, Kair Elam, Cook, Bernard, Kai, uh, Khalil Shakir. That's your first four picks, and they look good. They look real good. Hell yeah. I'm down for that. And then Tanuda looks solid. Probably a practice squad guy. But give him a, a year or two, you never know. Christian Bernard, he might end up moving to safety. But we've got other young guys who look like they might make that move to safety. Like, was it Nick McLeod? Nick McLeod's making noise. Even Elijah Griffin's getting some praise here lately. Elijah Griffin, they're like, look, we haven't heard his name much. And that might be a good thing. That's what Matt Prino and uh, Ryan Talbot had said about him on their show yesterday. They said that, you know, it might be a good thing. And they might they might be right because if you're not hearing anything from him, that means either they're not throwing his way or no one's catching on him. They're not, they're not being able to get off their off the brakes. So Elijah Griffin, you know, making, getting some praise. Uh, Christian, uh, Christian Bernard might have a hard time making this roster. He might have a hard time making this practice squad. Uh, he, he's got work to do. And then um, Punt God, I'll get to that. And then we have uh, Balen Spector, who's looked good. Balen Spector looks good. He lives and breathes football. Plus, he's an athlete. He's just not that tall. He's on six foot. For a linebacker, it's a little bit on the shorter side. Is it, you know, a travesty? No. But it probably is a contributing factor into why he was drafted in the seventh round. So, yeah. Said, um... Not the, got the names mixed. What do you mean, got the names mixed? Hit me up with that. Let me know. Cooks is your fantasy running back. 
It might be a little early for that, but hey, good luck with that. Punt God is losing right now. I disagree. I disagree. Uh, Tanuta reminds me of a much less athletic Florida again. That's actually a pretty good. Uh, it's actually a pretty good comparison. I like that. I like that. He's been seeing some reps at the left tackle position, from what I heard. I haven't heard anything. Say Crowder is glass. Hey. And McKenzie looks like unbreakable. That's what, that's, that's what, that's what it is. If uh, if Crowder is Samuel Jackson, McKenzie's Bruce Willis. See, uh, what about Benford? Christian Benford, not Bernard, Benford. Jesus. I'm looking at his name right here, but I'm calling him Bernard. It's Christian Benford. OBJ, we'll talk about that later. We'll get there. Remind me. Bring it up again, please. Because uh, he's injured. He's probably not going to be back till November, December from that injury. And I don't see him signing with anybody until that. But, yeah. Yeah, Terrell Bernard and Christian Benford. I, I don't know why I was calling him Bernard. I have the name right in front of me on another screen. So you, yeah. But, yeah, Christian Benford, is ha- he's having a hard time. He's going to have a hard time making this team. Uh, and then our last pick, Balen Spector. Yeah, Balen Spector has been – Solid. Looks good on special teams. Solid tackler. Uh, good instincts. I think he's going to make the team. I think he's going to make the team. I think they will move on from uh, Andre Smith. You know, or, or, you know, I don't think he counts as part of the 53 uh, while on suspension. If he does, I could be wrong about that. But I I think that Ben Inspector is looking good. So, yeah, there's that. See, uh, haven't heard much about Moss. I actually heard he had a couple of good days early on, but that's with no pads on. There was no hitting, and he looks he looks good, but that's no pads. I didn't hear anything about him yesterday, so I would assume that there's nothing to report there. Said, uh, all good. We know what you meant. I know you guys did. You guys, you guys always got my back, and I appreciate that. You guys are great. Uh, every single one of you guys in here. Uh, I have yet to have any negativity from any of you guys, uh, and I don't look at correction as negativity. I look at it as assistance so thank you so much for that so yeah i love benford's tape from villanova he really stood out so he, he did but when they played big programs he looked like crap i forget who the team was that they played they played you know a power five team um and he got destroyed it, it was it was bad and yes 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 benford uh has not been doing so great from what i've heard um he's really getting to the third team right now and he's just I haven't heard anything good about him yet. Uh, I haven't heard he's had a couple of decent plays, but, you know, like it's just it, – it's not on the positive side for most of it. So we'll see. But, yeah, that's the rookies. The rookies, they've looked solid. This rookie class looks like it could really develop into something, and I'm happy about it. I'm glad that we got guys who fit the scheme, who are hard workers, and they, you know, they just work. They fit the, the prototype that the Bills want for their players. Hard workers – some of them are physical specimens. Some of them aren't. Uh, well, yeah, the ones who aren't physical specimens like Balen Spector are athletes. And the guys who are, you know, giant specimens like Luke Tenuta, not so athletic. But most of the guys are athletic. Kyrie Elam, good 40, good RAS score. Khalil Shakir, good 40, good RAS score. James Cook, good 40, good RAS score. Terrell Bernard, good 40, good RAS score. Like the first four guys were, were, were athletes. They just, they pop. So, yeah. Here we go. 
I don't think that's what's going to happen, and we'll talk about that now because we are at the end of the rookie section, and the last rookie is, of course, the punt god. He wasn't the last one drafted, but he's the last one I'm going to talk about. Um, so early on in the first week of camp, he was line driving some punts, right? And we didn't get to see him hold. We only saw the punts, and when it came to hang time, he was getting destroyed. Like, Hawk was able to keep him up there. The thing is, we've seen more of Hawk than we have Ariza, right? I got to blow my nose. I'm going to mute this so you guys don't have to hear it. But uh, we've seen more of Matt Hawk and Ariza, and it's not impressive at all, right? We've seen he's a great holder. Great. uh, McDermott called him an elite holder. The uh, Asad Asad Ali. Welcome. Hello. And um, the uh, tape's not that great punting. Right? And a rise has gotten better the first week of camp. Yesterday, uh, he had the most hang time on a punt. It was over five seconds. And that's, that's, that's what you want. You want somebody who's going to learn and progress. And the day before that, he held for the first time for fan visible practices and for the media to see 10 kicks, 10 field goals made, all from short distance all the way to past 50. So Ariza is gaining steam on him. Ariza is actually looking pretty good. Um, if it's me, I, I'd say Ariza is in the lead right now. First of all, we drafted him. Second of all, he's less expensive than Hawk is. And third of all, he is progressing, and that's what you want. Not to mention he's a better athlete than Hawk. He gets the ball off faster than Hawk. It's much like much less likely that that punt gets blocked coming off of Matt Ariza than it is Matt Hawk, which is more terrifying than if a punt is brought back, right? If somebody brings a punt back, you have a whole team of guys who are still trying to tackle them. If that punt is blocked, that's more likely a touchdown than a return, right? So if it's me, Hawk has been the better punter in camp, like Spin says here, but Ariza is making strides, and he has shown that he can hold. Really, the only thing that people were worried about was the holding. Now we're saying Hawk is, you know, is, is looking better in camp. But we saw him play last year. We saw him play last year. I'm taking the upside. That's just me. There's, there's, there's a point in time where we're taking the upside because you've seen this guy shank multiple kicks in multiple games. And it, it, it's, for me, it's not, it's, not what it, it's not what it is. So Hawk is a hack. Hey, he can hold though, right? Said if we keep both punters, one will go on IR. Hack is an average on average had an average longer hang time still. He has had an average longer hang time still. And I and I, I will not disagree there. Right? Hang time is really what you want on punts. But now that we know a riser can hold, the focus is gonna be on punts. And again, we've seen what Hack Hawk does during the season, and it's not good. So there's that. It's like if we went back to the quarterback competition with Josh Allen, uh, Nathan Peterman, and um, A.J. McCarron, right? And Nathan Peterman beat them all out in camp. But then week one, he goes out there and completely shits the bed. And then Allen has to go in anyway because, like, we can't, we can't, we just can't have this. That's what Matt Hawk is doing right now. He looks good in camp, but then he's going to get in the games and he's going to take forever to kick the ball, get blocked, or shank him. We, we can't have that. 
Facts. I'm not sure what you're saying facts to, but I'm with you. It wasn't a hack rated as the worst puncher in the league last year. I don't know. I didn't look, but wasn't good. Hawk is signed for under a million, but arrives as a sixth round pick, I think is making under 500K. I will look that up, though. Matt? Ariza contract. Nope, I'm wrong. He's making eight point seven dollars eight, eight, $870,000 uh, in 2023. So, no, I'm wrong about that. Wow, that minimum's gone up. And then if I look at Matt Hawk, uh, $1.49 million. So it's not under a million. It's $1.49. So he's making double what Hawk is or what uh, Ariza is. Almost double. So, yeah, if you cut him, you're saving a good chunk of change there. And his cap hit dropped from 1.9 to 1.4. So that's his cap hit. His his pay is 1.14 mil. So, yeah, there's that. I would I would take Ariza all day. Come on, bro. <laughs> Pads on, we will see moving forward, and that's true. Uh, the pads were on yesterday, right? And Ariza had the bigger, better punts. So pads on matters. We'll see from now on. But, I mean, the, the the you know in shorts is good to see these guys move around and work, and hopefully not get hurt or anything like that. But when they put the pads on, that's really what's going to matter because when they're out there punting, they're going to be wearing the pads. So yeah. Uh, since when does the backup QB hold in case uh, they don't anymore? They don't. You have to you gotta use the punter. You don't have to use the punter, but I don't think it's a rule. But all 32 NFL teams use their punters. And if you put a backup quarterback in there, it's gonna be obvious that's the fake. So your hawk is under one mil for a vet minimum. It says right here on Google it's one point one four million. Here, I'll share the page. Share screen. Boop. Share. So if I go here. Salary cap dropped from 1.9 million to 1.49. His pay reduced to 1.14. And his third year is voided. So, yeah. It's, it's over a million. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not riding with the hack train. It's not, it's not for me. So that's money for Hayden. Hey, if they want to bring in Joe Hayden, yeah, it's cool. But I think that something like that would be dumping on Dane Jackson a bit, and I don't think that they want to send that message out. No, his his, his contract, his his cap hit this year is one point one one point four nine million, and his his pay is one point one four. His 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 cap hit is still over that because they voided his third year. So if they didn't void his third year, it likely would be lower. But because they voided his third year when they restructured him, his cap hit is 1.49. So that's, that's that. It says, Hack will not make this roster. I agree. I don't think he will. I think once the pads go on and, you know, you get Ariza in football mode, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a thing. Plus, Ariza is a better athlete. He's a better athlete. He had a pretty solid, you know, 40 time. I think it was like a 4.6, 40. 
But you can run fake punts with a riser. He's he's got speed. He's no Brian Mormon, but he's he's got speed. How does punt God do in wind and snow? We'll find out when they do when they go to these preseason games. Um, I don't know. Matt Hawk came from the Dolphins, so you know he hasn't looked good in wind and snow, so can't get much worse. Can't get much worse. Anyway, so that that's the punt talk, and good on rookies, but I think that Hawk is gone. But we got some free agent veterans to talk about, right? And we already discussed it a little bit. You know, the offensive line guys, Questenberry, uh, playing two spots in the offensive line. Uh, Greg Mans, he's a backup center, and he plays guard. Uh, we also brought in uh, Bobby Hartigan, who, you know, he's, he's a camp body, basically. Uh, we've got a lot of guys that we brought in. You know, uh, Daquan Jones, who's been injured a little bit. Uh, we've got Tim Settle, who's been making plays. He had an interception first week of camp. Tim Settle looks solid. Tim Settle is a talker, too. I hear he's, like, a little dirty, but just not as funny. So that's good. Hart can give Hack a ride on the town out of town. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. So, O-line's beat up already. Yeah, I mean, one of them got into a car accident. Dion's, you know, got the family issue. Uh, Bates has got a minor thing going on. He'll be fine. And then uh, Spencer Brown, you know, he had a off-season procedure, so he's out for that reason. This, I don't think any of them got hurt in camp except for Ryan Bates, uh, unless he was something before camp too, but I think they'll be fine. He, he might go to the practice squad. You know, they kept him in the practice squad last year, but, you know, they have some other guys to replace him there, like Luke Tenuta. So we'll see. But you've got a bunch of free agents that came in. Von Miller. We can talk about him all day till we're blue in the face, but we already know that Deion Dawkins described him as four times as good as Jerry Hughes. That's crazy. Right? That's crazy because Jerry Hughes could get pressure. He just couldn't finish. So I'm guessing that, you know, those 9.5 sacks last year is definitely more than Jerry Hughes's. Uh, if I remember correctly, Jerry Hughes, I think, had two sacks last year, but I don't know. I'm not worried about it. Uh, Jerry Hughes, you know, been a side player for us, and we all love Jerry, and we wish him luck in Houston, but we got an upgrade. All right. So you got Vaughn Miller. You got Daquan Jones, who's been out. You got Tim Settle, who looks good. All right. Then you go to the, uh, the, the wide receivers. You got Jameson Crowder comes in. He's been hurt, so that's been a tough one. But then you bring in uh, Duke Johnson, who's looked solid in camp. I've heard more about Duke Johnson than I've heard about Z uh, Zach Moss. Duke Johnson looks solid in camp, and he looks big. Like, when you think of Duke Johnson, you think of a receiving back, so you're thinking he's smaller. Apparently, he looks big. And he's had some good runs. So he may be taking Moss's job. You may see us trade away Zach Moss, which is fine with me. I don't care. Uh, we have our two number one, our one and our two uh, uh, running backs. You know, got Taiwan Jones who can play receiving back too if we need um, mostly special teams. Uh, then you got Gilliam who plays fullback who can also catch up the backfield. And you got Duke Johnson who apparently can run and catch. He may be the guy because, you know, our guys like guys who can do multiple things. Zach Moss isn't that guy. He's just a power runner. And he's not that big. He's only like 208. He looks big because he's, you know, he's short and stout. And he's got crazy huge size, but he's not that big. I think that uh, I forget. I think it was PFF has him at like 220 pounds, but that they're wrong. They're wrong on on, Bill, on BuffaloBills.com. You know he's uh he's not that big at all. So if I go to the team section of the, the website, 
and I go to Moss. It's alphabetical, thank God. Zach Moss is where you at, boy? Come on, brother. There you are. Five nine two zero five. He's not that big, right? He's, he's five nine two zero five, and Duke Johnson is. Aaron Johnson, Duke Johnson, 5'9", 210. So he's five pounds bigger than Moss. It's not a huge difference, but it's a difference. He's he's bigger than Zach Moss. He looks big out there, apparently. Looks looks wider, and he's making better runs. He's got better vision coming out the backfield. So we might see him out. That's another guy in my 53 prediction that I might have to change. Zach Moss for Duke Johnson. Got my brother in the comments. What's up, bro? Appreciate the support. My little nephew, Mateo, was born a few days ago on the 29th. So uh, congratulations to my little brother on the uh, the baby. Love you. Uh, you and Maya, take care of my nephew, and I hope to see you guys soon. Love you, love you, love you. Demoss not making the team. Hey, probably, possibly not. I'm not saying definitely not because he is a draft pick and like to hold on to those guys like Cody Ford, but it's looking like it. It's looking like it. So they got Blackshear also. Blackshear's a solid guy, but Blackshear was an undrafted rookie, so he, he fits more in the rookies. I didn't mention a lot of those guys because a lot of them don't look like they're going to make the team. Uh, a lot of the undrafted guys. Weidemeyer I thought was going to make the team, but we've got we've got somebody here who knows his job is on the line, and we'll get into that in a minute, in a little bit too. We'll get into that in a little bit too. Love you, brother. Love you. You know it. You guys going to do a middle name or not? Nah? I hope so. Come on now. I got Jude out of a middle name. I didn't get one. Give my nephew a middle name. That's just my that's just my pre, my, my pitch. Y'all don't have to. I'm gonna love him anyway. Mateo Manero, let's go. Said Duke isn't going to make it do. He might. If he beats Moss out, he might. Said Blackshear will be on the practice squad. I like Blackshear so far. Uh, Blackshear is he's not he's not super fast or athletic, but he has good instincts. He's like a Devin Singletary kind. He reminds me of Devin a little bit, uh, just not as accomplished in college. Right, so we'll we'll see what Blackshear. I, I do like Blackshear. I've heard some good things running with the third team, but he's just I, I don't think he's making the team. He was he, he really practice squad guy. And I think that as of right now, I still have Moss penciled in as making the team, but I don't think that if things progress to the way that they are right now, that he will. And I think that Duke Johnson might take his spot. There's that. Maybe on the middle name. Come on, bro. It's that uncle love. You know, that gives him another name to go by if you know. If he doesn't like Mateo, you know, it is what it is. He will, though. It's Matt. It's just Matthew in Spanish. All right. So Duke Johnson's he's looked good in camp. O.J. Howard. O.J. Oh, shit. In the words of Jeff Dunham, uh, O.J. Howard has looked pretty rough. And they guaranteed like all three point four million dollars of his contract, three point three million dollars. So, yeah, he's um. He's just uh, hopefully looks better later. Uh, he's the guy that um, Tyrell Dotson got the interception over. Uh, Tyrell Dotson played very well in coverage against him, and OJ just has not looked like the athlete that he used to be, according to Matt Perino. Um, I hope that we didn't waste money on him. I really hope, you know, for him and for the team, that he can pick up, you know, his his, his production and can get better within the scheme. But 
Yeah, uh, OJ, OJ Howard does not look good. Um, no juice. No juice. Uh, my man Lance says Singletary, Cook, and Moss all have distinct skills that are much better complements to one another. I agree, and that was what I said uh, in my 53-man uh, prediction last week. Right, I, So I agree with that perspective of it. But if he's not doing anything, and Duke Johnson is, you're going to keep the guy who's not doing anything, or you're going to keep the guy who is doing something, the guy who does have value. That's how I'm looking at that. So I said O stands for Ogre. Moss has to be cheaper than Duke. I don't know. He was a third-round pick, man. And I just saw Arise's a, a, a second-round pick, and Arise's contract is like 870 for the first year, 870K. Uh, let me see. Duke, I'll look him up right now. Duke Johnson. Contract because no one was in a rush to sign Duke Johnson. We signed him after you know uh, McKissick took off. Uh, he signed a 1.2 million dollar contract with the Bills. Uh, 377 of it is guaranteed. And then Zach Moss, we'll look at him. Zach Moss this year. Come on. Browser's telling me something about safety, safety and stuff. Zach Moss is making $1.2 million this year, too. $1.237. So, about the same. It's about the same. Uh, hopefully, Howard is still just getting the... the yeah, I mean, he, he was hurt last year, so it could be just still recovering. But he just doesn't look good. And that needs to end. That whole Josh Allen is a power RB, that's got to end. We can't We can't keep having that. Like I, I don't mind seeing him run every now and then, but we gotta we gotta decrease the, the amount, right? Not not necessarily the amount of yards. If he's still getting the yards because he's running less and so he's covering more ground on, on, on fewer plays, I'm all for that. But like we gotta stop putting him in danger, right? We we don't want a Cam Newton situation here, whereas Cam could have been playing for like 15, 20 years if he didn't take all those hits. We want Josh to last 15, 20 years. No doubt he's the best running back we have in any facet. No, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say uh, Johnson is the best running back we have in any facet, but he's been outperforming Moss. So there's that. Um, but yeah, when, whenever I, whenever I look at the the way things are going with the running backs, uh, Moss is losing ground while Johnson's gaining ground. Uh, and I do like Blackshear. I, I do love your point on Blackshear. I think he'll be on the practice squad. And if somebody gets hurt, I don't think they'll be afraid to elevate him. He's solid, solid guy. Here we go. Uh, Cam's car accident is uh, is what took the toll on him. That is, but also all the hits. He had a car accident. He played the next game. Like it was like three days later. I know. I live here in North Carolina, so I had uh, the news was blaring. What do you mean, Cam? Cam was a solid passer. He just his completion percentage wasn't high, right? But he and his def, his ability to read a defense was kind of rudimentary. But he had a good arm. His first career game, he threw for like four hundred eleven yards. Cam was a solid passer. He wasn't. He wasn't. A great passer. I would never say that, right? But he was a solid passer, and he never really had weapons. He had Steve Smith for a year or two. He had Kelvin Benjamin. Like we know what that's about. We've had it too. He had Devin Funches. Like he never had anybody special to throw to except for Greg Olson. So, yeah. I mean, if you look at the body of work and what he did with less, Cam was solid. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't put him on there with the greatest. But he had an MVP year. He's got an MVP. They went fifteen and one. Lost in the Super Bowl, and he looked like he was pretty dejected during that game and didn't really 
play all the way out, but you know, Cam took a lot of hits in that car accident. I agree, didn't help. Said uh, Josh, Josh Allen, I meant. Oh, yeah, Josh Allen is the best runner we have on this team so far. Said uh, they threw off play action. Yep. So we don't need Josh to end up like Andrew Luck or Cam Newton. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm, that's what my point is. Uh, fifteen and one because McDermott defense. Hey, it contributes, but you still have to score points. Still got to score points. Right. We went eleven and six last year with McDermott's defense, and it was the number one defense in the NFL. So. So we, I agree. We need to get away from from the. QB run calls. Having them is okay, but like Josh ran the ball, what, like 60 plus times last year? Like, no, no, it was like 122 times. It was like 122 times Josh Allen ran the ball last year. We can't have that. Like 65 times, 70 times, sure. 122 times? It was 768 yards, I think it was, and six touchdowns. Like, it's a lot of running. It's a lot of running. We gotta get away from that. But yeah, so a lot of the veteran free agents that we brought in look solid. We mentioned OBJ earlier; he may come later in the season. Um, and we mentioned Joe Hayden, and he would be a good addition. Uh, I don't know if they are gonna add him. I know that some of our guys have been reaching out to him. Jordan Poyer, who played with him when he was in the Browns, uh, Stefan Diggs, Von Miller, who you know been around him, if I remember correctly, was one of the guys. So we've got guys reaching out to to Joe Hayden. And, you know, maybe he does join the team. Maybe he, you know, wants to be a winner. We'll see. Uh, this will be his best chance to win a Super Bowl in his career. And if he wants to go ring chasing like Julio Jones, this is the spot. So, And, and I welcome it because we can run a little more man with him, too. He's, he's a solid man corner. So, yeah. Well, 15-2 and two is possible. And so is 16-1. and one, So neither of those things happened. But, yeah, like just – we got to get we got to get away from Josh running the ball so much, and if some of these veterans want to come on, they can come on. But I think that the the Bills are comfortable with the guys that we have. I think they're comfortable with Dan Jackson when 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 Trey White went down. Our defense remained number one against the pass last year, even though there was like seven games remaining after that Thanksgiving game. It's like six or seven games still, and we still stayed in that top spot. We didn't lose we didn't lose a lot of ground when it came to that. Wouldn't we all? That would be that would be epic if we went twenty zero, dude. That that would be epic. But, yeah, the I don't see us doing a lot of uh, signing. And I think that some players are going to get cut that we're surprised by. Guys who have, you know, money that is going to end up back on our salary cap. So we have some rollover cap next year. So we have some emergency funds to pick up somebody if we need to. So, like, you may see a Jameson Crowder get cut and move to the practice squad. And then if an Isaiah McKenzie or a Khalil Shakir or uh, – Gabe Davis gets hurt. You might see Shakir move out to outside receiver and then Crowder, you know, come in as the backup slot. You know, there's a lot of scenarios where that could happen. And the free agent additions have been nice, especially the ones on the defensive line, like Lone Wolf is being here in the comments. But the offensive ones have been underwhelming. They've been underwhelming aside from uh, Questenberry, who's shown some versatility on the line, and Greg Mance, who looks solid at, at guard, even though the defensive, defensive line has been manhandling the offensive line. It's expected when you have Tim Settle, Von Miller, uh, Groot, and um, Ed Oliver out there punishing people. I mean, you have you have a punishing defensive line 
going against the backups. Of course, they're gonna it's gonna look a little rough. But at least a lot of those guys that are backup offensive linemen have a lot of experience. So when you have a lot of experience, you you worry less if somebody has to play. Now, four of them have to play, you're worried. Like if if, if you're seeing offensive line and it's Tommy Doyle, Greg Manns, uh, Mitch Morris, Cody Ford, and David Questenberry, you're gonna be worried. You should be worried. You know, you're gonna see a lot more of those Josh Allen runs, but once the guys come healthy, I think we'll be fine. And I don't think that I don't think that uh, the undocumented is gonna miss that much more time. He'll be he'll be out a few days. Um, but both lines have depth, as Lance says here. He's he's 100 correct. The defensive line and offensive line are deep. AF, I just heard Morse called it an embarrassment of riches on the line, and he's ro- he's right. But you don't want all your backups playing. That's where we're at right now. I can't see Crowder going to the PS. He, no one was in a rush to sign him. We signed him late in free agency. That's why I'm saying that. Like when we signed him, he got a you know a one year deal for low cap hit, low money. You know he's just he's just not a guy that was a commodity that people were after. Maybe somebody will sign him, but he's been hurt all for you know first four games or first four uh, tra- training camp practices, and. Mackenzie's running away with the job, and you have other guys who can play in the slot. Uh, and maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe he can't make the practice squad because somebody else will snatch him up. But if we lose him, then we lose him. We have other guys, you know. Uh, Isaiah Hodgins has looked solid, you know. He's looked good. I mean, he, he beat Ter- uh, Saran Neal yesterday on a nice, nice ball where he had to, you know, go up and high point it. He had to box him out and get him. And Saran Neal had perfect coverage on the play. So, you know, there's, there's a lot going on uh, in the wide receiver room. So if Jameson Crowder doesn't make the team, that may leave a spot for a Isaiah Hodgins. You know? Uh, but, yeah, maybe. May, maybe you're right. And I, I don't want to – I'm not disagreeing or agreeing with you. Um, if we could store him on the practice squad, that would be great. But if someone else picks him up, you know, good luck to him. Uh, I like the signing, but your best ability is your availability, and he's not available. He's not. And McKenzie, being as small he is, I don't remember him getting hurt ever. Do you guys remember any injuries for Isaiah McKenzie? I don't. I don't. And he looks excellent right now. He's been he's been one of the best wide receivers on the field for us in training camp so far. He's had the most impressive week. Said Lone Wolf agree. Yeah, okay. I'm fine with that. Said Lone Wolf, not sure. Beasley hasn't been signed. Yeah, Beasley's still out there. Cole's still out there. Is he going to some practice squad? Probably not because Cole's a little higher profile and he hasn't really, you know, he's played through his injuries. So he's shown that he's, he's valuable even when hurt. He still can go out there, play, and get the job done. And I think Cole is much more valuable to a younger player than a Jameson Crowder is. Uh, he's more youth-friendly. Excuse me with the dogs barking. One second. Love you. I had to have my son down and close my attic door. That's where that's where we're doing the show, baby. But yeah. He he has played enough to get hurt. He's played, he's been return man, right? He played against the Patriots, and they're they're known for laying out receivers. Right? It is what it is. And I agree here. Crowder is expendable with, Sha- with Shakir. Shakir looks good. He's fresh. 
It's fast. Uh, no, I wasn't speaking Spanish. I was yelling at my son to close my my, my basement, or not my basement, my attic door down the stairs because my dogs were barking. Somebody's probably at the house or something. Come to visit. Wife's got her girlfriends that come through here all the time and is always talking talking in the room. So somebody, somebody gets close to the door, my dogs flip out. But ugh. free agent veterans, you know, the, the again, the defensive guys have been overwhelming. The over overwhelmingly positive, and the offensive guys have been underwhelming at best. Redemption stories. Here we go. So, uh, a lot of guys have been saying, um, to, uh, not Tommy Doyle, um, Cody Ford, Tommy Sweeney, and a slew of other guys, you know, have not been performing very well and have no shot at making the team, and they should be cut. And this week. You know, Cody Ford has – he came in kind of fat, but apparently he's been playing pretty well, doing good in one-on-ones. He, you know, the best run of camp for Singletary, which is the best run of camp so far from what I've heard, was behind Cody Ford. Uh, the Cromer effect is real, apparently. Uh, this man's asking, what's Crowder's contract? His contract is – a uh, one-year deal worth $2 million, but he has only a base salary of $1.12 million, uh, cap hit of $1.98. And if I go to the actual website to see, I uh, know I don't want the same information. I want to see it broken down by spot rack or spot track, however you say it. Uh, I'll give you that real quick and then keep going with the, the Cody Ford stuff. Uh, his dead cap would be, ew, yeah, he's probably making the team, $1.87 million dead cap if we cut him. So, yeah, he's probably making a team. Um, yeah, I'm off face with that. But Cody Ford looked good. And then Tommy Sweeney has had a solid camp. Wow. Hell yes, Tommy Sweeney. So Tommy Sweeney knows that his job is on the line. They got Quinn Morris. They got Weidemeyer, who was, you know, touted as a really good tight end who had a bad combine. I haven't heard anything about him. You know, I've heard a little bit about Quinn Morris. He's made some solid plays with the third team. But Tommy Tommy Sweeney's out there. He knows his job is on the line. He knows his job is on the line, and he's out there to keep his job. So I'm happy to see that uh, to see that Tommy Sweeney is out here and he's fighting for his job. He wants to be here. You know, most people who are here want to be here because they want to win Super Bowls, right? That's what that's what this team is getting ready to do. So why wouldn't you want to be here? I mean, I don't know why. This, okay, I'm having a little malfunction on this website here, but whatever. Uh, Tommy, Tommy Sweeney, you know, everybody last year, he had one touchdown catch. I forget who it was against, but it was, you know, it was an underwhelming season for him. Uh, it might've been against the Colts, but I don't remember that game. I try and I try to block that one out because that game was rough, but yeah, Tommy, Tommy Sweeney's out here trying to keep his job and Cody Ford looks like under Aaron Cromer is learning and is becoming the mauler that he was meant to be. We'll see. It's only one practice with pads on. Without the pads on, he looked like a revolving door. That's no pads. I give that very little weight. Pun intended. But Cody Ford, pads went on day one, and he's looked good. So we'll see. You know, that, that could be somebody else's job in, in, in the line of fire there. It could be, a, you know, Roger Saffold. Like, hey, you know, we brought you in for one year. You'll be a rotational guy because you're hurt. It is what it is. Yeah, we know for sure it was, and I was at that game, and I wasn't even that drunk to to miss that. I mean, 
six points on field goals. Jesus, that game sucked. But I was very inebriated, so no harm, no foul. So was Paul Pozlesnigo. Luckily, I got this autographed hat before he uh, signed my hat because they did get a little more squiggly later on. Um, yeah, redemption stories, not many, but those two. Yeah, oh, and Isaiah Hodgins, who, who looked good today in pads against Saran Neal. Position battle. We've already talked about the receivers a little bit when it comes down to uh, Isaiah McKenzie, Crowder, and Khalil Shakir. I think that McKenzie's running away with that job, and Khalil Shakir will be the backup there, and to Gabe Davis. Um, Hodgins is making noise. Kumaro's been hurt, so he's probably not you know, making the team. The receiver battles, it's, it's everything behind Diggs and Davis. So there's that. Right? We may see some heat starting up at the guard spot. The guard spot may start heating up for battles. And then the punt battle we already talked about too. So we're going to keep this one relatively short because in getting here, we've already covered some of these, right? Uh, the backup linebacker job is basically between Bernard and Tyler Dotson. And Tyler Dotson looks like the guy, even though Terrell Bernard looks like he's going to be the primary backup for Matt Milano. Um, and Matt Akavich is make the team his special teams. So there's there's not much of a battle there. But there, there's going to be a battle between Andre Smith and Balen Spector for that other job. And if Balen Spector can get close, he might take his job just because he's a rookie. And because the suspension, um, if he's even close to what Andre Smith is on special teams, you'll see Bill Inspector make this team over him. Uh, I think that's what that is right there. Uh, cornerback, you could say uh, for the number two spot between Kyrie Elam and Dan Jackson, but come on now, we all know it's we all know it's Kyrie Elam. He's looked excellent in camp. Uh, Dan Jackson is a good rotational piece if we need. Um, no, I think Tavon Austin is going to make the team. Uh, I think he's our kick returner. I I didn't mention him because I don't think that's really a battle like that. Stevenson is starting to heat it up a little bit from what I heard yesterday. Uh, Stevenson is actually looking a little bit better. But I think Tavon is the guy who can return kicks much more effectively and efficiently without muffing the ball so much. Like He's been doing kickoffs in the NFL much longer, and he's been much better at it. So I think that he will make the team. I think that uh, Marquez Stevenson is going to be a practice squad guy once again, probably. Although he has flashed on offense, so there's that. He could take Tavon's spot for that reason, or he could take Crowder's spot for that one. But then that would make the wide receiver battle between Hodgins and Stevenson for that last receiver spot. I think Tavon Austin's making this team now. Um, then you go to uh, to tight end. You got the battle for the third tight end spot. Because uh, Howard's not going anywhere, even though he looks like a robot out there, uh, he might he might end up being tight end three, and the battle might be for tight end two between Watermeyer, Quinn Morris, Tommy Sweeney. Uh, there's some other guys, but those are really the guys that we know are going to be fighting for the job. Uh, no, I only had six. I making my team last week. I had Diggs, Davis, Crowder, McKenzie, uh, Tavon Austin, and Kalush Kier. Those are my six. I didn't have seven. Uh, a little juice to keep it going. But, yeah, um, the receiver battle is heating up with Crowder having an injury, and there's three names in there that potentially could make some noise, and that's Stevenson, uh, Hodgins, and Crowder. That's, that's, that's the spot they're all fighting for at this point, as far as I can tell. Uh, but Crowder is probably going to make this team because of his salary, so it may be between Stevenson, Tavon, and Hodgins. But then if you don't sign, if you don't keep Stevenson or um, 
Tavon, who's returning kicks. So that's kind of where we're at right there. It's, it's tough. You could always have uh, Taiwan Jones return kicks. He's done it before. But I don't think that's really what his specialty is. Um, I don't know if that's true. I'm going to have to look up his 40 time now. Now you got me doing homework during the show. Come on now. Uh, Marquez Stevenson, 40 time. Four point four five seconds. We have three receivers on the team faster than him. We have three faster than him. Tavon Austin, uh, Isaiah McKenzie, and uh, Khalil Shakir all faster than him. So is Jameson Crowder. So four four five is his speed. That's 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 not true. Uh, he's he's still fast though. Four four five is nothing to sneeze at. It's still fast. Uh, and he may be faster on field than in the forty time, but that's just what we have to base it on. I haven't seen him play in many games. And then yeah, and there we go. And you got Cook. Cook's another guy so who, who receives. And he can play at receiver in the slot and on the outside. And you can move Knox out there if you really wanted to at times. And Knox has had kind of a rough camp, too, uh, with no pads on. Hopefully, with the pads on, he looks better. So, you know, we'll see. Khalil Shakir plays inside and out. And I don't see Stevenson as an outside receiver. I think he's going to be more of a slot guy. Excuse me on that. But we'll see. I mean, I could be wrong. You could, you could be right. That's why we're discussing it, right? But the position battles, the receiver is going to be the hot one, the, 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 the biggest one because you have so many guys there. Uh, Kumaro being injured is going to be a problem for him. He's not going to make the team. Uh, if we do let him go, the Packers are probably going to try and pick him up because Aaron Rodgers has a man crush on him. Uh, then you have... Running back, the Zach Moss versus Duke Johnson. This is going to be another good battle there. Uh, quarterback, Case Keenum hasn't looked that great, so it could be a battle for the backup spot between him and Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley's looked solid. Keenum's had some issues, but Matt Barkley knows the system, and Keenum doesn't. So you have some learning there. Plus, you have the rest of camp in the preseason to really see what's going to happen there. Um, as safety, you know, you got DeMar Hamlin and Jaquan Johnson pretty much locked in there for the second spots there. And Micah Hyde and Jordan Poirier aren't going anywhere. Uh, Defensive line. Oh, defensive line's a good one because both AJ Epinesa and um, Boogie Basham have looked good this week, especially in the padded practices. Once they got in the pads, both AJ and uh, Boogie look good. And I think from what I heard from Perino and Joe Marino, that every practice, Epinesa has a sack. In every single practice, he has at least one sack. So there's that. And in one-on-ones, he's, he's manhandling Bobby Hart, which isn't saying much, but in the padded practice, he's getting the sacks. So that's a thing, too. And in one-on-ones against Bobby Hart, he's destroying him. Uh, and then um, Boogie Basham had a sure sack yesterday where you know he had to kind of cut off the line so he didn't hit the quarterback. But, yeah. Uh, uh, Lone Wolf says, I'm glad I'm not being run to make final cuts. Dude, the – there's, there's a bunch of position battles, and there's really not been that many in Buffalo in a while, right? Not, not since the drought where, you know, we had Fred Jackson, C.J. Spiller, and Marshawn Lynch on the roster at the same time. You had, you know, David Nelson and Donald Jones beating out people for, you know, starting positions on this team. They shouldn't have been starters. But that's what we had. So, there's you know, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of lot of battles, and the battles that we have are between players that would make and probably start on some of these other NFL rosters. 
that's the beauty of it. The beauty of it is you got guys fighting for starting jobs or who would start elsewhere. That Jameson Crowder, Stevenson, Tavon Austin battle or Tavon Austin, Stevenson, and um, Hodgins battle, those are three guys who could make another team. They could make another team. This is, this is a very interesting camp, and the way the way it comes out at the end is going to be tough for Brendan Bean. And then you know that the final cuts to 53 isn't the final roster. There's going to be another thing where some other team cuts some player, and they're like, we can use him. They sign him, cut somebody else. It's, 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 it's super, super interesting. It's heating up, and it's, it's nice. But the position battles are, are pretty cool. Next subject. We already covered that. I'm not covering that one. There was an O-line mix-up. We already, we already went into that. Redemption stories did that. Rookies did that. Position battles covered that. Impressive players. We've we've covered most of my subjects just in the first couple things. Uh, but impressive players, I'd say the most impressive players I got my list. Tyrell Dodson, Nick McLeod, Cam Lewis has looked very good. Cam Lewis has looked excellent. He is vying for that last corner spot. But so is Nick McLeod. Nick McLeod looks very good. Uh, they may they may keep six, if you or you know seven if you count um, Saran Neal. They may keep seven corners. As, you know as a because Nick McLeod's doing corner and safety, so you may keep him as a fifth safety slash seventh corner. He doubles. He gives you value in two positions. Nick McLeod looks good. Cam Lewis looks good. Uh, Cody Ford he looked good today. Or yesterday. Uh, you've got guys like Mitch Morse who looks excellent. But he should because he's he's a top 10 center in the NFL. Khalil Shakir stands out. Looks good. Isaiah McKenzie, probably the most impressive training camp of all the players. Uh, dude, Balen Spector looks good. The list goes on. There's a lot of impressive players. And, and I'm happy for it. And we've, we've gone over, you know, a lot of these already. So I'm just going to name some of them off. Um and we, we've talked about Deion Dawkins, uh, injuries, the offensive line, you know, with, with those guys, Jamison Crowder being injured. It's it's tough, I, you know, and I hope that those guys recover well. Defensive line, Daquan Jones is dealing with something. And he's supposed to be our true one technique, but Tim Settle's been out there, you know, not letting them skip a beat. Looks good. Uh, Groot has looked impressive. Groot has looked really good. Uh, apparently... Um, what they've said, a lot of the reporters, Sal Capaccio, I read something from him, I think it was, uh, Perino, and there's another one. I think he works out of Rochester. But they said that his hand skills, his ability to push people around with his hands and break off of a blocker with his hands has looked really good. And if he can take an extra step learning from Von Miller, that would be wonderful. But he's looked good in camp. Boogie Nepanessa looked good. Freaking... Shaq has been kind of up and down. Shaq Lawson, he's, he's looked up and down. Uh, Tenuta kind of handled him, but he's also gotten, you know, he's also beat Tenuta a couple times. Um, Shaq may not make the team, but I think he will. But that's a tough one. Uh, punt God holding looks good. 10 for 10 on field goals. So if the field goals are being made, he's doing well. So, yeah, this, this team looks looks damn good in my opinion. Damn good in my opinion. And then the final subject of my show, and then we'll get into conversations with you guys because I freaking love you guys so much, and I'll, I'll sit here and I'll talk to you guys all night most of the time. 
Um, but, you know, I'll give you guys some time at the end to really hit me with some some subjects. Biggest letdown so far. Well, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that real quick. Uh, biggest letdown so far. Jeez. Um, Crowder is one of them. James Crowder has been a letdown. Uh, Micah Hyde's injury, kind of kind of a tough one. Uh, five, I think, unless they cut Shaq, then it'll be four. But I think Shaq makes the team. Um, James Crowder's injuries have, have really put a damper on that. Zach Moss's, you know, kind of irrelevance has kind of been there. Um, O.J. Howard, you know, been a big letdown so far. Uh, along with Weidemeyer, kind of been, kind of been, yeah. Uh, the O-line, even though they've not been great, they are actually not a letdown because the defensive line is so great, right? Like, we got depth at D-line. Like, defensive end, if our guys are performing that well, the depth is amazing. So, yeah. The, the O-line, I'm not, I'm not going to call a letdown just yet. Um, Daquan Jones injury, it's a letdown. See what else has been going on. Um, the, the situation with Deion Dawkins, you know, unfortunate situation, whatever it is that we don't know about, and he'll probably let people know once he gets back. That's been a letdown, um, but that's something that's out of you know everybody's control. And I hope that you know, uh, Godspeed to him and his family for everything they're doing and, and that they have to deal with. Um, what else? What else? What else has been a letdown? None of the rookies have really been a letdown. Uh, Christian Benford has been kind of what you expect out of a six-round pick out of Villanova. Um, so I don't know if I'm let down by that, but we have other corners that I thought were better anyway, including Nick McLeod and Cam Lewis. So there's that. Uh, the safeties have looked good when Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer weren't around. You know, DeMar Hamlin and Jaquan Johnson got some good work in, and now that Micah Hyde's down, DeMar Hamlin's been looking pretty solid. So happy there. Uh, Arises hang time before the pads went on was kind of a letdown, but now with the pads on, it's looked good, so I'll take that. Yeah, there's, there's not really been that many letdowns. Actually, I just named quite a bit, didn't I? Yeah, yeah I named quite a bit. But, yeah, I think that the, the team is overall looking good. So, yeah. But, yeah, back to you. Uh, five defensive ends. I think that Epinesa um, – Groot, Basham, and, and uh, Vaughn are obviously the locks. And then Shaq is the variable. If he shows up in pads and, you know, shows us that he can still be that edge-setting run stuffer that he was before, then he'll be here too. Because uh, I think we're only going to keep four defensive tackles, and those are uh, Jordan Phillips, Ed Oliver, Tim Settle, and Daquan Jones. So with that, that leaves us that fifth defensive line spot for defensive end. And I think that's where we go with it. Unless somebody, again, gets released and they decide to cut Shaq and then pick up somebody else who becomes a free agent that way. Like if uh, like if somehow a Calais Campbell doesn't make the Ravens, like you might be like, oh, shoot, let's go get him. But that's some, someone that, that high profile, probably not going to happen. Me either, Penny. Me either. I can't wait for football games. Uh, I'm so excited. So excited! But uh, last subject is, of course, everybody knows, Josh Allen versus Jordan Phillips, round one. Fight! So there was a little, not a fight, I'd say some pushing and shoving. I'd say a skirmish because a lot of people got involved. Uh, Mitch Morris was trying to get Josh the heck out of there. And, you know, Jordan Phillips, you know, shoulder checked him a little bit, I think, from what I saw in the video. 
and you're not supposed to touch the quarterback. And so Josh like throws the ball at him and gets his face and like gives him a shove up under the face mask. And Jordan gets heated. Josh gets heated. Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis jump off the top ropes to get in there and defend their guy. You know, and I get it, but you know, you, you kind of don't want to, you don't want to do that, but you got to, cause that's your quarterback, right? That's your dude. So when, it, when something like that happens, something's got to give. So the rotation is going is going to be sick. I agree. I think so too. That's a sick rotation, especially if you if you're on rundowns and you have got somebody like AJ Panessa who's looking to be good against the run and the pass. He could be somebody you sneak in there on a down where it's like third and five and you don't know if it's a run or pass. Yeah, I like it. I'm ready for round two. Look, I I I, I love the the passion that goes into this. You know, these are men we're talking about. Here. We're talking about grown men, right? They all have egos. They're all warriors. They're all in there to fight for you know, fight for a championship. And that just shows, you know, Josh is like, look, don't put your hands on me. I'm the championship, right? Without me, you're not getting it. It's not going to happen, right? And Jordan Phillips, you know, not, it's not just going to let somebody put his hands in their face or their hands in his face. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to just let you hit me in the face. So that's what that is. So. See, that's, there's that word, hyperbolic, makes it way into Every content creator show. Did I say hyperbolic? Maybe I did. I don't know. What up, peeps? Welcome to the show, John Herring. You might have to catch it after. I don't know if you've been here the whole time, but welcome. Uh, we're an hour and 23 minutes in, so it's been a thing. But a skirmish like that with those guys, you know, Josh Allen, Jordan Phillips. Jordan Phillips being welcomed back to the team makes it a little awkward for him because he hasn't been here for a couple years, but we know what he's about. You know, he's, he's a high-energy guy. He's a high... Uh, you know, emotion guy. He likes to get out there and get after it. Uh, you know, when we beat, uh, was it the Cowboys last year in or a couple years ago in Dallas on uh, Thanksgiving, the whole him and Shaq thing. You know, you, you got guys out there who are passionate. They want to win, you know, and Jordan Phillips wanted to be here. He could have signed somewhere else for similar money to what we gave him, but he came home, right? So, and Josh is his guy. And I'm pretty sure that after that, Josh probably went up to him and was like, hey, man, my bad, but we got to, we got to, Make sure that we don't do stuff like that. I'm sure Josh is that leader that's going to go ahead and quell those flames and make sure that nothing happens like that. But yeah, the um, the, the fight was a thing. It was interesting, you know, that the first day of pads is when it happened. But I mean, you got these guys, these men, and they're they're all warriors. They're all pent up with aggression and ready to just hit something, and one of them does, and you hit the wrong thing, and next thing you know, there's a fight, and our you know superstar center is taking our superstar quarterback and getting him the hell out of there, um, and that, that's what you got to do. You got to make sure that you protect your 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 biggest assets, right? And I know these are human beings, and some people don't like when you call a human being an asset. But the, as a human being, you are either an asset or you're a liability. That's just how it works as a human being. Everybody's got that family member that you feel is a liability, right? And then you have other family members who are like like that awesome uncle or grandfather that you had that held the family together, or that grandmother. Who always had the best advice, and they're 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 a asset to you in your life. They've always been there for you, right? So when I'm saying an asset, I don't I don't mean it as in like financial or anything like that. But you have you guys who are really true assets on this team, and those two guys, in my opinion, are are, are big assets for this team. You know, last time Jordan Phillips was here, he had nine and a half sacks in this system. This system fits him perfectly. Uh, and Josh Allen is an asset to this team because Josh Allen is the superstar quarterback, top five quarterback in the league. I'd say top three potentially, maybe top four. Uh, the only three I would even put 
above him, if possible, would be Brady, Rogers, Mahomes, and then Allen. Um, but I could also see Allen ahead of Brady right now because of what's going on with the Buccaneers and the fact that he's a year older. I mean, time's going to catch up eventually. Uh, Rogers, you know, he doesn't have all the receivers anymore. He doesn't have Devontae Adams anymore. But they did draft Dubs or Dubs or however you say his name, and he likes him. But Allen is his team. No one – damn it, freaking John's comment comes in as soon as I say that. You know, it, it, it happens. My man Lone says, sometimes I'm a liability to myself. Hey, man, me too, you know. Sometimes we're our own worst enemies, and I, I try to be an asset to as, as many people as I possibly can. And you guys have all, you know, been assets to me. You guys don't know, but this is almost like therapy for me. I get to sit here and talk to you guys, and I get, I get responses back. And I can really just get stuff off my head, and I can spend time away from reality sometimes. As, as a veteran, you know, with PTSD, that's this is really therapy for me. And I love having you guys. So, yeah, the, you guys are are not a liability to me at all. I love you guys. You guys are great. So you, sir, you are not liability. I know you're playing around. I see the little devil faces. It's funny. But anybody who thinks that, hit me up and I'll talk to you. I'll, I'll, I'll call you if anybody's having trouble like that, right? If anybody's having any kind of emotional trouble, you hit me up on Twitter or something like that. It may, it may take me a day or so, but I will hit you back. I promise. There we go, John. Stay strong. Hoo-ah. But uh, thank you, Penny. It's wonderful having you guys. But, yeah, the, the, the fight with Josh and Jordan, it just shows you that these guys are ready. They're emotionally ready. They're not, they're not here to back down. They're here to go in there, kick some ass, take some names, win these games, get to the Super Bowl, win at Lombardi, the first one for Buffalo, and make the AFC East the second division in NFL history to have all teams win a Super Bowl. The first one is the, a the NFC East with the Giants, the Eagles, the uh, Cowboys, and the Washington Commanders now after their second lead change or name change in three years. They should have just stayed the football team. Commanders sucks. Um, but we'd be the second division in football to accomplish that if we win a Super Bowl. So let's go get this thing. Let's, let's make the AFC East the second division to do that. Let's be proud of these Bills. I know that Bills fans have been getting some hate online. I've seen it. I've been on Facebook, and I've seen that, we, uh, that we're being called the worst fan base, and blah, 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 you guys haven't done anything. Blah, blah. Check it out. We don't, we don't give a damn, right? We've been dumped off for 20 years. We finally have a good squad. We look cocky sometimes. Absolutely. I don't care. Bills fans are the best fans in the NFL. Through those 20 years of suckery, we stuck around with this team. This team is our team. We love it, right? We fought for this team to stay in Buffalo when we sucked. We still went to all the games. We still sold out the stadium. Bills fans are the most passionate fans in the NFL. There's no reason why Bills fans should be shunned at all, especially since now we have a good team finally after 17 years, and now we've been good for five of the last six. No. We'll, we'll, I will not let people just shun me like that. Absolutely not. No. No, 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 no. The Bills are coming. The Bills are here, but they're coming for that ring. I don't care what anybody from any other team's fan base says. You can complain about it. You can whine about it. You can cry about it. Your problem, not mine. The Bills are here to win a Super Bowl this year. The Bills are coming for it, and the Bills have made every single play this offseason to go after it, whether it's Sonny James and Crowder and that doesn't work out or not. We, we didn't need him, but if he could help, O.J. Howard, don't need him, but if he could help, 
Von Miller. They've made every freaking move possible to try and make this team ready to win a Super Bowl now. They 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 literally took that page out of the Rams book last year. We're in win now mode. Right? It is win time now. It is time to get the ring. They said this was a long-term thing. They've been here for five years, six years, if you if you're talking about Brandon Bean and and um Sean McDermott. This will be their sixth season. This is Josh's fifth. Right? They said it was gonna be a long-term thing. They weren't wrong. We've had some wonderful times since they got here. Now it's time to go and culminate this thing in a championship. The Bills are here, right? And this fight proves it. To me, that's what it proves. It proves that the Bills are not here to back down from anybody, not even each other. And the only thing that's going to beat this team is this team. That's what's going to happen. If we if we don't get it, it's because of us. It's not because of some other team. The Bills are equipped to beat everybody. We have speed at receiver. We have route runners at receiver. We have... Speed at tight end and route runners at tight end and blockers at tight end. We have a very versatile offensive line, first and second team. We have a quarterback who can run, pass. He can slice you and dice you. He can run you over. He can stiff arm you. He can jump over you. He can juke you out of your shoes. We have a team that's ready. When the offensive line is playing good, we have a running back in Devin Singletary who will manhandle any hole that you put him through because he was he'll go through the hole shake you out of your shoes right where you stand in that phone booth and exit the phone booth on the other end. That This team is ready to win a Super Bowl now. This team is ready right now to win a Super Bowl. You go get Von Miller, right? You had Jerry Hughes. Jerry Hughes is a great pass rusher, gets a lot of pressure. Last 10 years, Jerry Hughes has been one of the highest pressure rate defensive ends or pass rushers because we ran a 3-4 under Rex Ryan, so he was a linebacker in that, in that case. One of the best at pressuring quarterbacks, just not that great at, at, at getting to him. Von Miller is that next step. Groot. Groot looks excellent. He is that next step. Epinesa and Boogie, backing them up, rotating in with them. Greatness right there. That's, 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 a, that's a great pair to have behind your starters at a defensive end. Then you have Shaq, who can set the edge well. So if you say you, it's fourth and one and you need to run a five-man front, you can put Von Miller at linebacker, run those three guys, run three defensive tackles or two defensive tackles with Shaq, Groot, and Boogie, or Shaq, Groot, and AJ. The, the, the possibilities and the, the, the way they can run this thing are endless. And I know I'm going on a rant here, and I'm not going to look at your comments right now, but I'm kind of in my bag right now. This is where I'm at. This team is prepared now. Best safety tandem in the NFL. A first-round rookie cornerback who could be a CB1 as our CB2 once Trey's back. Trey in practice, jumping around, working on the, you know, the cutting movements and the hops and the back and forward movement, getting himself ready to go and get back for week one, possibly. If not, Dane Jackson is a solid run stuffer at corner, and he's good in coverage as a as his own coverage guy. And if he misses something, we have the two best safeties in the NFL to go out there, first and second team, all pro. To have his back because you have a guy in Kyrie Elam out there who can lock people down one-on-one -on -one. plus one of the best slot corners in the NFL and Taron Johnson not to mention the linebackers Matt Milano who is great in coverage and good at blitzing and Tremaine Edmonds whose job should be simplified this year again now that we have a Von Miller out there to really get after quarterbacks now he's not going to have to hit holes so much you have Daquan Jones there who's going to take away the need to rush five You've got guys here now 
who are here to win a Super Bowl. In short, the offense is ready. The offense is ready. Depth at every position on the offense, period. You got guys who, if Diggs goes down, you can stick one of those guys in there, and we should still play well enough to win games because the defense is so damn good. And you still have Josh out there who can run if we really need him to. This team is ready. It's ready now. It's ready now. There's no reason why we can't win a Super Bowl this year, why we shouldn't win a Super Bowl this year. We have the best Vegas odds to do that because of this. And we had the best Vegas odds before it. And I'm not really one to put stock in the Vegas odds. I'm not a gambling man. It's not what I do. But what I do do is believe in my team, especially now that they've done this. They've put in the work. They've got guys who are going to put in the work. And not only that, these guys came here to win. Vaughn came here to win and get paid. But he came here to win. He wants a third ring on a third team. How crazy is that? People like Von Miller are coming to Buffalo because this team is poised to win a ring. Rant complete. Let's go, Bills. Now, what y'all got to ask me? Let's go. Blow my nose real quick, too, so ask No, I agree. Keenum has not had the best camp, but Keenum is also this is his first year in the system, and it's not a simple system, right? We still run the EP system that they will introduce, right? And I don't know if Keenum's running that system before, but Keenum does have familiarity with Stefan Diggs, and that'll help. Josh goes down for a game or two. I'm fine. I'm fine. I really am. I have faith in, in Case Keenum's ability. He took the he took the Vikings to the NFC Championship game. Then they replaced him with Kirk Cousins, who's supposed to be a better quarterback, and they haven't won a playoff game since. So now, I understand that Keenum hasn't hasn't had a good practice, but I'm chalking that up to the complicated nature of the Bills' offensive system. Um, I still think he's the second-best quarterback in this division. So I'm with you. I'm going to go back to see some of these comments here because I know I, I ranted for a little while here. Uh, last one I saw was Peter DiBiase said, what up, is?" but I was getting right into the middle of it, so here we go. Uh, what's up, Pete? It's good to see you, man. So it looks like Thursday night, Thursday for NFL. Yep, I hope so. so the Bills, Bills are are here. Excuse me, and I'm still kind of fired up. We gotta calm the hell down. I feel like Josh Allen, you know, pregame. If he doesn't listen to Elvis Presley, uh, the Bills are here and they are ready for the Super Bowl run. Unlike the last few years, I think they were ready last year. I think if Tre'Davious White's in there and not Dane Jackson, we win that playoff game. Not to not to dump on Dane Jackson. The speed of Trey White makes up for it. And he shut down Tyreek Hill in week four or five last year. So that means that they can then focus on Kelsey. I think we win by two touchdowns if, 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 if Trey White's in there. That's just my opinion. At me if you want. It's cool. So I think the Hall of Fame game is August 4th. Yeah, probably. I think it is actually uh, this coming weekend because the, the preseason starts shortly thereafter. So there's literally – a star at every key position. At every level, there, there's a star, right? It may not be a huge star. Like at linebacker, Matt Milano would be the star linebacker, in my opinion. Uh, and Tremaine Edmonds isn't far behind him if you put him in the right situation, right? And I don't think the last two years without Lorenzo Alexander has been the right situation. I think that he played his best when he had somebody, when he had a line in front of him that could really help support. That's my opinion on Tremaine Edmonds. Do I think he's the best middle linebacker in the NFL? No. Do I think he's the top 10? Yeah, in my opinion, he is. Uh, then you go safeties. Those guys are both all pros this year. 
you you, already, you know the drill. Those are stars. Tredavis White, star. Kyrie Ilham, potential star. Defensive line, Von Miller, star, superstar. Groot, potential star. Ed Oliver, star. Like, I'm saying star a lot. We just cut star last year, this this, this past offseason, right? Or this offseason. Uh, offensive line, Mitch Morse, Deion Dawkins, two, two guys who are top 10 in their position on the offensive line. Right? The, the guards are a little rough. We'll see how that turns out. But Ryan Bates looked damn good last year. Potential star. Uh, Spencer Brown, you know, he improved as the year went on. Potential star. David Questenberry, PFF grade was, uh, was, was through the roof. He might be a star for us. We don't know. Cody Ford looks a lot better with, uh, with the new uh, running uh, O-line coach. I'm not saying he's a potential star. I'm just saying he looks better. Uh, Dawson Knox, potential star. Like last year, if he can repeat that and, you know, add more yards, star. Stefan Diggs, superstar. Josh Allen. Superstar, James Cook, potential star. This team is ready, is ready. Like this, John Herring, you're right, hundred percent. Penny, it's gotta happen one of these years. You're damn right. You're damn right. It does. It's gotta happen. Haven't heard a lot about Keenum early on. He was having some rough times. Uh, first padded practice, I think it was Case Keenum who threw the interception to Tyrell Dodson. But he, I think he threw it. He just threw it up to um, OJ Howard, and OJ Howard just didn't look like he had it. Like he tried, he jumped in. It just it looked like he was stuck. See, uh, I stand to argue with that point. Matariza is a god, not a star. I didn't mention him. <laughs> or as Eminem said, "Why be a king when you can be a god?" Rant away. Thank you. Thank you for that. That Keenum has not had the best camp. Yep. Okay. We've been over some of these. Let's go. Let's go. Damn right. Let's go. See, I've heard mixed reviews on Case Keenum. I have too. He's had some good practices. He's had had some not so good. So is Josh because the defense is so damn good, and the backups on defense are so damn good. So if you got uh freaking, we'll start with cornerback, right? At cornerback, you got uh, Kyrie Elam and Dane Jackson, both good corners, right? And it's been a battle. It's been a battle with Kyrie Elam and Stefan Diggs. Then your backup corners, Cam Lewis, right? He's back up to Taron Johnson. You, I forgot I left out Taron Johnson. I keep leaving him out. Why is he such? Why is he such an overlooked player? Why is why do we overlook Taron Johnson so much? I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Like this, the backups to our starters are are good. If if, if Diggs and Hyde or not Diggs, if if Hyde and Poyer went down, would we miss him? Yes, we would. But I have faith that their tutelage has had a good enough effect on Jaquan Johnson and DeMar Hamlin that those two guys could replace them and hold their own. Would we lose something on it? Yeah, we'd lose the instincts and then, you know, the coverage ability to an extent. But DeMar Hamlin looks good. And Jaquan Johnson is a hitter. He's a hitter. So, yeah. Uh, this team, I I'm so pumped for the season. Mixed reviews on Case Keenum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, plus every... Plus, they're hungry. They are hungry. This fan base is hungry. This fan base is super hungry for this. I've heard that he was better than Mitch T was in camp last year. Um, overall, I would say Keenum might be better than Mitch Trubisky, but Mitch Trubisky did take the Bears to the playoffs twice, and Matt Nagy was their coach. Um, grain of salt. Plus, I've heard some good things about out of Steelers camp about Mitch, so... We'll see. Uh, we don't lose that game last year if Trey was. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 
he locked down Tyreek Hill in week week four last year when we played the Chiefs. We beat him by 20 points. And I'm saying we're, we're 14 points better than them in the playoffs. But we were 20 points better than them in the regular season. And the only injury we had going into the playoffs was Tredavious White. And he was on IR, so we had 53 men that were still healthy on the 53-man roster because he doesn't count. We had nobody hurt because we have the best training staff and facility in the NFL. I got it again in this jam, damn it. Cromer, the effect Cromer's having on the, on the offensive line. Mwah. Saffold, you know, Saffold, if he's healthy by the time, you know, regular season comes, cool. If he's not, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Uh, Cody, Cody's look solid because of Cromer. So, Saffold is, is a run run guy anyway. He's not really that great a pass blocker. He's more of a run blocker. So, that's what Cody is, naturally at least. So, you know, if Cody continues to progress under Cromer in camp, I'm down. Johnson is a all-pro caliber slot cornerback. If it was such a thing as an all-pro slot, then yes. Yes, he is. And we overlook him so much. And I feel so guilty about it whenever I talk about him because he's 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 good. And I know his first couple of years, he kind of, eh. But he was a fourth-round pick out of Weber State. So that's that's tough. But why do we overlook Taron Johnson so much? It, just, it feels bad. It feels terrible. Casey was trying to avoid a Hill versus Johnson matchup when White was out. Yeah. Because he's the fastest corner on that team when they played. And you're not going to put Taron on the outside because he's not equipped for that. See, let's slow down on the Cody Ford talk. It's been one day in pads. It's been one day in pads, but it is what it is. I wasn't going to say let's slow down on the Ryan Bates talk because it was only two, three games last year. I mean, it is what it is. If he if he looks better, he looks better. Thus far, I understand that, you know, but if he can um, – my, my big thing is if Cody Ford can continue to progress, right, because it's been one practice, as you said. I agree. It's been one practice. But if he can continue this, because the system that you're in does matter. It really does. It matters that you don't fit a scheme. Wyatt Teller example. Let's just say it's that. Now OG Bobby Johnson's over in New York, or excuse me, New Jersey. The only team in New York is the Buffalo Bills. We're the only team to pay practice and pay taxes in New York State is the Buffalo Bills. So there you go. Um, yeah, it's it's one practice. I, I get it, but if he can continue this forward movement, look, I'm taking any positives I can get, right? Any positives I can get, I'm talking about it. And I'm hoping that it gets better, right? I'm, I'm trying I try to be a positive person on all these fronts. So if he continues to progress, I'm not so worried. If he doesn't, then, yeah, of course I'm going to worry. But even still, they'll, they'll find somebody. Somebody's going to get cut from some team, and they'll want to win, you know. But, guys, it has been an hour and 45 minutes. So he showed up overweight. I don't know if he's still overweight. Because Remember, uh, Leonard Fournette showed up to camp overweight, too for the Buccaneers and uh, Traylon Burks showed up to camp for the Titans overweight too. And he looked like he came, like they said that he looked better with a, or not camp, but a mini camp and a rookie camp OTAs. He, he looked, he, he was fat, but then now, you know, he was puking on the field. Now he looks better, right? Things progress. He was also an offensive lineman. So he's supposed to be kind of fat, but he's, they said he came in a little heavy. But you can lose you can lose weight pretty quick, especially if you're out there working. So we need a fight song. I'll see if my son will write one for us. Uh, just so you guys know, my son, all my intro songs, my son writes those. He makes all of them. I have a new one coming up. Uh, I gave it to Dave already. He's gonna make me a new intro. 
the video is probably going to be similar because, you know, that's just it. Uh, there'll be some changes in the video. But Dave already has a new song, and my son wrote, my son wrote it. Um, but, yeah, it'll be, it'll be pretty cool when you guys see it. I try and keep things fresh. But, yeah, guys, I'm, I'm glad that, uh, that we had this show. I'm glad it, it, it was a long-ass show, but, you know, I'm glad to be here. And I'm glad to have all you guys here still with me, still commenting, still giving me, you know, feedback. It's always a pleasure. Yes, Mr. Damon. It is always a pleasure having you guys. Oh, you mean the shout song? Oh, come on now. Come on. The bills make me want to shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Come on now. Shout. Come on now. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Let's go, Buffalo. Come on now. Come on now. So much fun. Hey, look at the Packers shout song. Go, Pat, go. I'd rather have shout, I'm saying. Or fly, Eagles, fly. Yeah. Fly away. <laughs> yeah, hey, they could they could mix it. That would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. A mix a mix of it, like you know, make it a little more modern. You see a lot of songs get remade and more modern. Um what was that one song? Uh, I love you, baby. They made a remix of that now, or, or they redid that song. It's on the radio all the time, and I hate it, but it's it's a modern version. I mean, hopefully they make a version that we don't hate. I am very excited about the scrimmage game. I would love to see how these guys are doing. Um, I'm pumped. I, I, would, I would absolutely love to get to see it and enjoy it and I don't know if it's going to be on TV or not, but if it is, you know, let me know, guys. If somebody can give me some uh, some highlights of it, if, or if you go to the game and you have some highlights, you know, it'd be great to, you know, have somebody post those and, and put them on Twitter or Facebook and then at me, you know, shoot me an at so I can watch what happened because I want to see it. And I, I know it's going to be more than just what they show us. So it'd, it'd be fun to see. But uh, guys, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate all of you guys. Again, you guys must know you guys are my therapy for sure. I get to talk about football, my favorite game in the whole wide world. I would call it part of my favorite sport, which is combat sports. Uh, but football is a little more intense than that. It's a collision sport. So, yeah, I, I love my bills. My bills are actually my number one sports passion. Right, I love the UFC, boxing, uh, you know, all that stuff is really – my passion for me to do myself, I've competed in some combat sports and in particular jiu-jitsu. But, yeah, uh, the, the Bills are, as you can see, my biggest – I have no UFC stuff up here except for a punching bag in the corner. Um, the Bills are my number one sports love. So let's go, Bills. Let's go win a Super Bowl. Guys, I have enjoyed your company. God bless you, and good night. Go, Bills. <laughs>